This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's Monday 20th of November 2023. This evening's show, we will be waxing lyrical about the taming of the shoes as blown at Bloomfield Road on Saturday as the pool finally put our bogey team to the sword and also put in a full 90-minute performance. What performance it was! I'm John Asperol and this is Seasiders Podcast, Match Reaction Show, Blackpool 4, Shrewsbury Town 0. Nil. And I don't know why I went all Ted Lasso then. <laughs> Zero. Maybe because I've been on the coaching pitch. Has everyone seen that, by the way? Ted Lasso. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, actually, the elephant in the room, John, is now that you virtually your UEFA C qualified, is are you playing with wing backs? Are they inverted? <laughs> inverted, of course. Have you got three at the back? Uh, it's only nine aside. So, three, 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 four ones. My cho- formation of choice at the moment. I've been dabbling. It's negative, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Double pivot. We're not negative on it, yeah? <laughs> Tons of positivity tonight. Four little rays of sunshine. Four nil. Went. We're going to be more positive than watching England anyway, aren't we? Because I don't know how it's going to end up, but jeez, uh, it was a, a hard watch. Have England played tonight? Yeah, they're playing now. Oh, are they finished yeah. yet? North Macedonia. You've seen the worst penalty decision of all time. Oh, right. Wonders what Macedonia. And uh, Harry Kane comes on, and I think it was no G, but it's one all at the moment. I think with about ten minutes left. I actually didn't know we were playing, uh, particularly no, against did that. No, Malta. I didn't even know we played against Malta. I think the the Euro qualifiers are just irrelevant now, aren't they? Guaranteed qualification. Oh, yeah, we've qualified, so just depends which pots you're going now or something. But that'll be interesting. Yes, Dennis. Suffered enough watching England. Bring on the pod. 
You know it makes sense. And Phil Clifton, I see AH has been dropped after last week's <laughs> ultra-negative display. The irony. Um, Phil, he hasn't been dropped. It is simply squad rotation. Isn't that the right, The team command out here, John, all now amongst us presenters. <laughs> oh, Andy has been banging at my door, so if we do a preview show, he's, uh, he'll be re-rotated on. But um, yeah, let's talk about Blackpool 4, who's been ill. Mitch, not been on for a bit. Good to see you back. And uh, Nice to be here. Give us your... I'm expecting you'll bring um, Andy in about 20 minutes from the end of the pod. Just needlessly take me off and then bring Andy on. <laughs> Just when you're in four flights. Yeah, let's <laughs> just show things off. <laughs> Matt, Matt Smith, you're not you're not like a negative or positive, are you? You kind of you've always been quite well balanced. I'm the, I'm the, I'm the voice of reason on the pod, aren't I? Really? Yeah. There's no Nick, so the voice of reason. Two, I guess. Voice of pays it off as Kevin Stewart, doesn't he? In a, in a on a on a <laughs> first team performance, doesn't Matt? Yeah, I only come in when the big wins happen. So <laughs> we should have like a, a you know like a a dial of who's who's sort of in the middle, who's the more positive side, who's the negative side. What do you, what do you all think, listeners, viewers? No. I got accused of being very negative last week. I actually didn't think I was. So I'm going to have to, I mean, I maybe need to listen back and just uh, and just see actually what I said because I actually thought I was reasonable. I actually was challenging you a lot and, um, and, and, and I was being shouted down for like trying to be a bit more positive. Anyway, there you go. I, I was being very negative in the Moretti Lounge, Tim. You my, were? My, de- my debut in there. Got, the, got there really early. You might, I think you might be blackballed. <laughs> um, nowhere to sit, nowhere to put your drink. So I complained to the one of the staff there, and I got a, a right telling off by one of the uh, corporate bigwigs. Basically said... A man in the big blue suit. Yeah, read the T's and, read the T's and C's on the website... You know, and you shouldn't. You know, there's no nothing to say. You can have a seat or somewhere to put your drink. He said, "You've got a beer, you've got a pint. You don't have to queue for a piss. What more? What more do you want?" Exactly. What more do you want? I'm trying to be positive, John. Go <laughs> on. Did he just eat? Need, need seats at our age, though. Don't they? That's the problem. Seats in a nearby toilet normally. Oh, Mitch is smugly looking, smugly looking at my uh, faux pas of going into the Moretti Lounge with a. The likes of Tim and Moccasin Wiring Brigade. They're missing a trick in not opening a twenty-pound lounge where you where you get a seat or a very minimal wall to lean against. <laughs> Just have endless lounges. I, I sat in one of the seats where it's all you know, like velvet roped off, Tim. But uh, yeah, yeah. there is actually that kind of variation, Mitch. There is a is there is a yeah yeah yeah. There's a farm. There's a sub. There's a subclass of sort of uh, for the higher echelons of the Moretti. There's like a Moretti the fielding lounge. Yeah, it's like a Moretti gold standard area where there's like velvet roped off, and you can't sit in these seats. Like, oh, sod it, I'm going to sit on that. And uh, yeah, I got quickly escorted away from the silver service in there as well. It is, you know, it's sort of proper cutlery. He said, "How dare you sitting in the fielding zone without prior authorization?" <laughs> But it was all good, though. 
got a pie, got a pie. And they have ordered some, they have ordered some, listen, on the positives though, actually it wasn't as busy as it's been some other weeks, but they've got it, they've got it incredibly busy because I think people are realised it's actually quite a good value for money, but they've run out of seats. So I did have a word, John, because I, I heard you, I could see you moaning on the WhatsApp. So when I turned <laughs> up, uh, I had a word and they said they promised that there'll be some new, some new tables and chairs for you if you ever deign them with your presence again. Well, for me, the word lounge means you sit down, don't you? That was my idea. I think so. See, that should have been your retort. Got told lounge, off, though. A lounge in furs that you actually can lounge. Well, exactly. Stand. <laughs> exactly. I'd expect a chaise long as a bare minimum, to be honest with you. <laughs> all, all, all that Emperor Nero and all that. Yeah, field grapes and all that. <laughs> right. Oh, here we go, Cliff. That's Phil, you could have a wine, it can lounge for you. Like, uh, very good. <laughs> <laughs> Two good ones, Phil. Right, let's get on with the show. As ever, we start with a line-up now. We're into God, I've got this right, yeah. Starting 11 of Grimmy. Back three of Husband, Ekpatata, Paddington, midfield five, from left to right. Dale, Carey, Dougal, Dembele. CJ up top, Jordan Rhodes, and mm, Jake Beasley, fresh from his midweek brace, promoted to the first team. Who wants to come in first on this? Well, I, well, of course, being on the preview pod, where I think it was me who actually bloated the idea, somewhat ironically, that um, uh, that, that that Critch might actually go with Beasley. And we all went, nah, nah, he won't. It got laughed so, out of court almost, didn't it? Was, it, it was completely laughed out of court. Um, and so actually, when you saw the team, probably there weren't too many surprises other than um, Jake, Got the start, and you know, you know, he scored two good goals on Tuesday night. Tuesday night, I think it was, wasn't it? And um, uh, and Critch has, has rewarded him with the shirt. So I don't know whether Kowasi was injured. We don't get a lot of information, do we? Or whether he just completely dropped from the squad. But um, he was the noticeable absentee. He's got a hamstring, apparently. Too. All right. Okay. So, so <laughs> seriously, well. seriously, yeah. Yeah, so another one. That, that, that perhaps explains a lot, doesn't it? Because I think we all thought it was too early for Joseph to be started. I think he need. I think we all felt he needed to be eased in. Um, and um, I, I, that was my thoughts immediately. I wondered. I wondered whether he was injured um, because uh, you know he didn't just drop out of the team or, or or not be considered for the start. And he he wasn't wasn't involved at all. Um, so uh, I'm glad he didn't play. My, my immediate thoughts were I'm glad he's not got Dembele up there because I, I always felt I don't, I'm not quite sure, particularly at home, that that, that quite works with him and Rhodes. Um, but yeah, I think otherwise it wasn't, we weren't surprised that Marv kept his place. I wasn't surprised that Norman wasn't fit and didn't play. So yeah, otherwise I was quite happy, Dale, happy with. Um, the rest of the team pretty much at the moment picks itself, doesn't it? Or does it? Well, I think it did up, up most certainly on Saturday. I think there's a discussion to be had later with the players that we've got coming back as to there's going to be some interesting selections. But I would have said, I think the only places were up for grabs were 
case in for Epiteta, Norbert if he was fit, and then who plays up front with Rhodes. I think they're the only, th- basically, decisions to be made. Hey, any other thoughts on the start of 11? Well, I mean, I know it sounds a bit wise after the event, but I just liked it when I saw it. I, I genuinely did, because it, it, it's it's kind of the... the, the the swap uh, bees for Lavery and it's kind of the approach that we played. We actually played very well second half at Fleetwood and we were very, you know, we were very attacking. We were very aggressive. Um, we were slick. We were fast for sort of 20, 25 minutes, half an hour in that second half. And I kind of just looked at him and went, yeah, it's brave. He's he's played he's played the wingers rather than the wing backs, if you like. Um, and the midfield, I, I really like um, the Dembele, Dembele Carey combination. I think those two complement each other nicely. Doodle for a bit of steel, and then you know, big man and a fox in the box. And I, I really, really, really liked it. Um, but yeah, when I, mean, I was like everyone was a bit surprised to see bees in there. But you know, at end of the day, who else are you going to play? So almost by default, then if Crossy was yeah, in. yeah, yeah. Uh, Matt, we we had an early shock. Um, Shrewsbury's meh, probably the only meaningful attack of the game, perhaps, and maybe it was a good thing that happened early. It sort of shook us into life, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, the um, he, he took it well there, the lad, and Grimshaw made a really decent save on his right hand side, I think it was. But that was that was literally in the first sort of sixty seconds, wasn't it? Even thereabouts, and off the off the corner that they had, um, but he smashed it right into the to the north stand and that was you know it was probably a bit of a you know a little bit of a kick up the backside for us early on which we might have needed just to remind us that we are you know fallible and all the rest of it but um that was about all the uh all the action in the north end of the uh of the ground for pretty much most of the half and yeah it uh it sort of stung us into action and uh we we just sort of got on and Ultimately, did a, a very good professional job, and just to add me to Penneth and the lineup, I just thought it was more what I think most fans want in that it just looked sort of more attacking, more fluid potentially. Um, and against the side like Shrewsbury, who, who've got a bad away record, they're very good at home or relatively good at home, but their away record is shocking. Um, and I know that they seem to have a little bit of a, a hoodoo over us, but. Um, yeah, it, it was good to see that we were we were nice and positive from a from a starting eleven perspective, despite that little warning early on. You can tell, you can tell he's uh, 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 not quite on form yet, Matt, because north end of the ground. What's north the word about north? But you know what I mean. I'm just geographically explaining. Don't say that to Raggy. Say north stand, north end. You know what I mean? Bloody hell. Say so touch, what I'm saying. Blackpool North End. No, it doesn't have quite the ring to it, does it? I didn't answer. I didn't actually. I had to watch that bit on the highlights as well because I was um, in the pub slightly later than advertised, and also then had to succumb to the inevitable queuing at the uh, at the turnstile. So I literally walked into the ground, and it was the shot that I saw into the stand rather than the shot that I saw <laughs> into the. Uh, into the near corner, the far corner of the net. But uh, yeah, thanks to extended highlights, I managed to uh, managed to see that one. But there you go. Just feeling that. 
I bet John is one of those airport vultures at the gate boarding ahead of his designated boarding group on the flight. Well, Mr. H, I'm not. I'm one of those airport vultures who goes on the plane absolutely last. But because he's been in the lounge getting his fill, haven't you, Joe? Yeah, I'm always in a business class lounge demanding a seat. Pro- properly sat down. <laughs> Uh, Mitch, let's come to you for, for the goal. In these um, notes that we've got, uh, that Jack, someone's put the, the back hill by Jordan Rhodes, and uh, was it a pen? Your nearest. Yeah. Tell us all yeah, about that delicious I, back heel. And was it a pen? First, um, I'm contractually obliged to point out the sharp and intelligent header by Sonny Carey um, to, to divert the ball to Rhodes, which was, uh, joking aside, you don't necessarily associate Sonny with sort of getting his head in there and, and, and doing that. It was a, that was a nice bit, of, nice bit of play, but Rhodes had loads to do and the ball came to him. And what a, what a just... I, I don't know how many times we can say this, but what an all-round player for a player who was supposedly going to um, stick the ball in the net if somebody you know if somebody carried it on a silver platter for him to score the goal. What what an all-round player he is! I mean, that was just a beautiful, a beautiful um, turn and back heel, and then Dembele into the box. I'm not convinced. I mean, I haven't watched it back loads. I'm not convinced that was a penalty, but I'm also not convinced that that really matters because he'd already been sighed down about three times by then and he was sighed down about another 48 times after that. So whether or not it was a pen or not, it was kind of karmic for the way that they they attempted to hack Dembele out of the game. Um, and then the penalty itself, I mean, just... I never. I don't think anybody in the ground thought he was going to miss, um, and he made absolutely no mistake, did he? Beautiful penalty. Send the keeper. I remember rightly. Send the keeper the wrong way up into the corner of the net. Just completely clinical, um, and that calmed everything down a bit. Because I thought, I thought actually our start wasn't great, but he just kind of calmed everything down. And you, and and from that point on, there was no question. Tim, I did think of you when I saw the. Um. Shrewsby keeper, Morossi his name is, um, messing about with his um, big hands, pointing one way, pointing the other. Because remember you pillaring Grimmy for doing the same, if you recall, yeah. if you notice that. So it's, so it takes that those are sort of vintage back to Bruce Grobbler in Rome, doesn't it, in uh, in 1981 or 82, Four. whichever year it was. Four, Alan Kennedy scored the winner, didn't he? Yeah. So... I think I think just before I, I uh, say my two pet, I think I think I just like to pick up some of the, that Mitch just talks about because I, I think what's impressed me about Rhodes is more than anything else is his contribution towards the team, as uh, probably more so than his goal scoring, which um, you know he's not he's not been as prolific in in recent weeks. Um, well, it's difficult to keep that scoring ratio up anyway. But you know, last, last week at Bolton, you know, and I think I sort of spoke about it at the time. The way he actually used the side of his head to to, to lay Dembele in for the for the shot that um, uh, hit the hit the um, hit the upright, and then again on Saturday he's done the same thing again and just put Dembele in the danger in the danger zone, completely switch play. His ability to switch the play from from the obvious to the far less obvious is incredible, and whether it's him 
chesting balls into the net or or diverting shots, whatever it is. Um, he has this in, uncanny, and it's not, you know, it's clearly part of his game, this uncanny ability just to completely switch momentum uh, in a way that creates chances and all hail uh, Jordan Rhodes as far as I'm concerned. Mm. Um, just, think- to, just, just to pick up on that, the weight of his passes is incredible. Like when he plays a pass to another player, not only does he check, but he always just, it's like that perfect sort of golf shot that just drops short of, or, or I can't think of quite the right metaphor, but it's like, he's like a snooker player with them. I'm sorry to cut in, but that's something that I have noticed about him in, for, for a player that's reputedly just a fox in the box. What he's he's outrageous, isn't he? At that, yeah, he can have that pass that he put through to CJ, can't he? When he scored the, the last goal against was it Stevenage the other week, yeah. And yeah, I think we've just seen a little bit more of him that we never really appreciated being an opposition fan player, whichever way where and you want to call it. And you just you just know him as the as the six yard sort of player, but you're seeing an awful lot more of him. And whether that's because he's matured a bit and and all the rest of it and. He's actually got this in his locker anyway, and we're just being, you know, seeing the fruits of that. Um, I don't care. It's great, isn't it? You know, the fact that we don't have to rely on him scoring all the time. It's great that he he does, obviously, but you know, he doesn't have to have the ten out of ten game to to help the side. I think he's he's a great player. I just hope somehow that we can manage to keep him for the whole of the season. It'll just make a massive difference to us. I, th- I think the other thing I noticed from the early early sort of um, phases of play was that the they clearly came with a game plan to sit behind the ball and try and catch us on the counter. But other than that first shot they had, they, they were pretty woeful when it came to actually countering, I thought. Mm. And and it took them a, an age. I think it was, you know, ironically, a little bit like we are sometimes where we don't change when we need to change in, in, in certain away games. They seemed to stick to that game plan, even though it clearly wasn't working. All through the first half, I mean, I think the possession stats were off the scale for us. Um, but you know, I, I, we looked a bit more. We looked more positive. We didn't just keep playing it round the back. We seemed to. We were looking for uh, incisive moves and incisive play. And it was, you know, uh, as much as I've criticised in the past when we messed about with it at the back, we didn't on. On Saturday, we we looked purposeful. Yeah, we just passed it a lot quicker, didn't we? From back to front and all over, and midfield especially. We'll talk about Dougal later on. He was pivotal to that. I thought. I thought he was the one that just kept it snappy all the way through. Whereas sometimes we've been a little bit laboured, haven't we? Really. Well, and who says Dougal can't play a thirty-yard ball? I think um, there's one he played in the first half was just sublime. Um, it, it really was. Um, but yeah, and it's just oh, just all over the pitch, and it was you know if it wasn't happening on the right, it went to the left, and but it was but it was it was in there in their half and not in our last third, which is where it does get a little bit frustrating. That was that's like, what they were you know they were just they were just they were almost like we're prepared to concede possession right up to the halfway line um, and beyond. And you know when you've got players like Dembele and CJ and Dale on the other side and. And road, you know, that's a dangerous way to play football, I think. And uh, and they they they, they uh, paid for it, you know, um, and all, all the way through the game. I think they, they they paid for it because it was 
the, the, it was a very uh, strange performance from them, I thought. I think we've got Andy to thank for this performance because his his key takeaway in the last pod was the ball needs to be moving quicker and recalls. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and that, listen, that's what we've all been talking about, hasn't it? And, and you know, it, 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 and I go back, you know, Critch did that podcast with the EFL and he was actually talking about it as well. He actually he used the expression that we use, which is taking the handbrake off. And, you know, I suppose it's a fairly common metaphor, but it, it's true. You know, you, you, you want to know who's, what, what's responsible for that doesn't really matter, but you want the players to so, to take a few more risks, give the ball away a little bit more if it actually has to happen. You can always win it back, but you know, it, just keeping possession for possession's sake is, is, is pointless. Saw a bit of that with England in the first half tonight, I thought, where it was just very, very repetitive playing around and not really doing anything with it well we were we were the complete opposite of that on Saturday I thought which was good great I thought it was quite interesting what Critch said after the game about he said yeah I did pick an attacking team there's six players in there that I would have as either goal scorers or assist makers so I said to them basically you better go and get some goals and assists and you know they, they they played with that intent, didn't they? they? Played with that intent that 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 sort of the six players you've got the back three and Dougal, um, who have got a bit more sort of defensively about them, and then the 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 rest of them really don't you know they're not there to defend, they're there to get the goal or create a goal, and they played like that for ninety minutes, which was um, a refreshing change. And I suppose as bad as Shrewsbury were, it would be interesting to, in some kind of weird time-travelling cons- um, experiment, it'd be quite interesting to put our um, early season team, that uh, the one that put those three nil-nils um, on the board, one after the other, um, it'd be quite interesting to put that team up against that Shrewsbury team and see what happened. You know, would we would we have sat off and just kind of let Shrewsbury sit off us? Um because I think, yeah, they were bad, but I think also we have to give ourselves some credit for, for playing very convincing attacking football. It was that kind of attacking football that was, well, you know, we had the ball, we moved the ball around, we'd had possession for long spells. They didn't even get a sniff beyond that first 60 seconds. Yeah, I think that. Sorry, John, I know you want to move on, but I, I just, just want to add that um, it's interesting that we always talk about the away side and how they've, Maybe poorly performed, and we don't big ourselves up on too many times when we when we have made a, a good contribution and obviously done really well and scored four goals and all the rest of it. And you know, it's um, it, it's nice to be a little bit more positive, even though we were joking about that earlier. Because you do hope, and you know, it'll be a massive test on Saturday, obviously away at Portsmouth. You do hope that this might be a bit of a catalyst to the rest of the season quite frankly despite the fact that obviously one or two lads are out injured this this squad is potentially very good enough to you know to get at least into the playoffs isn't it let's be honest and uh, yeah let's just hope that the handbrake is permanently off now and we can actually sort of enjoy a little bit more free-flowing football Absolutely Matt um, Mitch tell us about the second goal CJ uh, with those afterburners on as he does, but with a, a comedic goal, almost like Keystone Cops. From a great goal, I really enjoyed this one. I mean, CJ, brilliant, absolutely class. That that spin, he sort of span and stepped round the lad who'd come to meet the sort of meet the ball and try and 
try and challenge him for the ball, and it completely did him. It was a, it was a it was a really lovely bit of skill for a player that I've sometimes said doesn't necessarily possess the most skill. Really did brilliantly, charging away, absolutely thrilling to watch him cut inside. And I was thinking, is he going to have a shot? It looked for all the world like he should have had a shot. He didn't, and he sort of nailed it across the box. Beasley couldn't miss, and he just did everything. He just did everything he could to not score it. He sort of he had two bites at it. He <laughs> fell over, and then it sort of bounced up and went in off him. And when it goes in, if you watch it back, when it goes in, he's actually looking completely the other way, looking for the ball. And then he looks around and sees it's gone over the line. It gets up and runs off in delight. And it was just brilliant because it was one of those goals where it was like, oh, 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 yes, because he sort of, you know, it's it's. You think he's missed it and he puts it away. And I was absolutely buzzing for him because, look, we've all given him some stick. I, mean, I think everybody has given him some stick and everybody's doubted him. Um, and I don't care how they come. In fact, I quite like, you know, a big a big lad up front, not necessarily the world's most sophisticated player, a big lad up front, goes in off his arse or his leg or something. That That's how you want your big man to score. Um, it was, and it was, it was a great goal. Or not what I would, goal, what not I would say, goal, what I would say is actually when you watch it back, I was I was at the other end, so to be honest, I couldn't even quite work out how the ball had gone in the goal when it, when I saw it happen. But actually, when you see it back, I, the, the the probably the better ball was to cut it back to Rhodes, who was in absolute acres. Um, I mean, there was to be fair, there was a defender in the way between him and the goal, and he might have he might have been able to deflect it, but he was in he was in acres, and uh, you know. If I, if I, if if you if you watch the game, you'd be thinking that's the obvious ball, but then it comes across, and like you say, it's not quite a comedy of errors, but um, it's it's you know, it, it at the end of the day, it's gone in the danger zone, hasn't it? And that's where goals happen. So mm. um, we, were, I think, we we're quite fortunate. I think Bees was quite fortunate, but um, great to see him get a goal. I think he did his confidence. I thought he actually he started quite well. I thought he was he, he was giving us different options up front and um and, and winning a few headers and, and getting involved. And um I think he you could see his he he picked up some positive vibes, I think, from Tuesday where he he'd scored two very good goals and um and, and, and sometimes it's all about confidence, isn't it, as a striker and if you if you're in the zone and you're in form you, you you have that extra bit of belief that perhaps you don't have when things aren't going right for you. First league goal since April, I remember reading. Mm. Yeah, it's not yeah, the league for quite some yeah, time. Yeah. So, yeah, it'll it'll do him the the world of good. I think that's him. So he's got he's only ever scored braces for us. He's only ever scored twice in a game for us. Never scored one goal. That's... Two on his debut. Two in the. Uh, was it League Cup or Tim Pot Cup early in the season? Two on Tuesday and two on Saturday. What a start! Thank you. Keep him in. Surely he'll have fifty by the end of the season. Or if he scores one, don't take him off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, guaranteed another goal. Yeah. So, um, Tim, second half was pretty much more of the same. We have been critical about Blackpool not putting in a full 90 minute performance it's always been 30 minutes spell here, one half here, 20 minutes there, we've never been the full 90 minutes well, we had Gricey bragging didn't we on the WhatsApp group that all the goals at the south uh, again and 
and uh, the North's not going to see anything. And, and to be honest, I, we had played very well in the first half, but I was I was expecting a dog in a second half and, and it, for it to end 2-0. I couldn't see them scoring, to be honest, or maybe get what. But we've got, I've got so used to not seeing goals um, in the North that I, I was worried. But I think, to be fair, I think we came out and, and, and you know, we actually performed, you know, Maybe not for once. I think we've done it one other game, but we get we you know we performed in both halves, and um, and and it was interesting. Obviously, Dembele got a longer run in the second in the second half. We were wondering. I mean, he's not quite in it quite ninety minutes, but he showed that he most certainly could carry on um, performing beyond the sixty minutes where he normally gets hooked if he starts. Um, and um, I thought there was some very positive performances out there. Um, I don't know how far you want me to go in relation to that, but um, obviously uh, it's it's when the substitutions start to get made that we we uh, we see the we see the goals and um, I, I, I probably when when the, when the when the substitution came, the only surprise was that it was it was Rhodes who got hooked from the Beasley because normally Rhodes plays the full ninety minutes, whatever, doesn't he? I, I, I wasn't that surprised. Not surprised about that. I'm surprised because he doesn't normally come off. That's yeah, I think I think it was the right. I think it was the right. Call. It was the right call. It was yeah. He was. He looked like he's put a shift in roads, and it was the right call. It uh, did turn out to be the case, didn't it? With um, Carl mm. Joseph nipping on, and uh, mm. what a, what a goal again! Great build up. Is it Dembele? Yeah, I slipped him in. Yeah, Dembele, Dembele yeah, sort of slipped a bit, hadn't he? Or, I mean, he has this that Dembele, I can't remember we actually did it in this, where, where he sort of goes to ground but manages to keep involved, uh, keep the ball in, in, in play and involved and, and and come away with it. But um, I think he tried to slot it through and I think the defender had a bit of a, an aberration and didn't didn't quite connect with it. And... and um, Cow found himself free on the uh, right hand side, but then lashed the ball into the top of the net. Um, real striker's goal for me. Uh, um, I mean, I was impressed with him with his little cameo last week at Bolton, and uh, so I was very keen to see him get a run. And um, yeah, it was a it was a superb finish, and that'll endear him to the fans. You know, sort of coming on and quickly getting his his first goal at home, and. Um, and you could see how much he loved it as well. He was he was, running, you know, sort of going all the way down the the, the north stand, sort of lapping it all up, which is uh, what you want to see. Matt, as if you look at that comment there from uh, Dave Jackson, Rhodes and Joseph could mm. well be a, a lethal partnership. It's uh, it absolutely could be. I think those two players would complement themselves perfectly. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, I, I, I too was impressed, albeit a cameo the other week at Bolton with Joseph, his movement and his desire to want the ball and trying to do something with it. And, and you know, the fourth goal I thought was was exceptional play from him, putting um, putting that pass through to be. That wasn't a pass from your bog standard centre forward. That was a quality midfield type number 10 uh, pass. And... That is something that you know. If you know he gets to start um, in the next few weeks, let's say when he's fully match fit, uh, and it is Jordan Rhodes that he's partnered with, you know, you just see him as just being, you know, an equally intelligent footballer. 
Um, I think he's got obviously the attributes to score a few goals, but I think he's also got the attributes to um, to make assists for others as well. And he doesn't seem to almost care where he is. He can come deep. He can go to the left. He goes to the right. He's not just a a box type of player. So I think we're going to see um, the very best of him, hopefully, if he stays fit um, and gets fit quick. I think that'll only be to our, obviously, to our advantage. And and he's the sort of player that... Pardon the interruption. Normal service will be resumed shortly. This is just a quick message to say, if you're enjoying this content would like to say thanks for this podcast and the many others then please consider joining our patreon supporter group program where you can donate a small monthly amount to help support this content and help us pay our bills to do so go to patreon.com forward slash seasiders pod there are several tiers you can support us on starting from the price of a pint per month and upwards and in exchange you get this annoying advert removed from all audio pods and also everything ad-free on the audio. You'll also get access to our Patreon supporters WhatsApp group, which is good fun, and other random giveaways as and when they come in. So please do support us. Patreon.com forward slash pod. Let's get back to the content. See you later. Well, from the little that I've seen of him, I'm getting a bit, maybe a bit over the top. I don't know, but I just, I just feel as though he could be a really big player for us if we can keep him fit for the next uh, five months or whatever it is left of the season. But you make him, you make him almost sound a bit like Jerry Yates there, don't you? With that ability to come deep, come off the forward line, technically good. You know, much more than much more than a, a striker. You know, quality delivery. And I think that'll be massive for us if we've got um, a striker who's who's got sort of a brain on him, but he's, he's very, very mobile as well. Mm. And he's going to make a hell of a lot of space for Rhodes, who's a brilliant and um, brilliant exploiting space. And then we've got in midfield currently, we've got Dembele, who's, you know, charging forward and, and running into those spaces. Carey, who thrives off space around the edge of the box. And... Sort of CJ and Dale out wide at the moment. That, you know, I know exactly what you mean about him. Him adding that extra dimension. You know, God bless Labs. I mean, who we love Labs, but Labs kind of runs channels very hard. Um, but this lad looks like he might have an extra dimension that could um, lift that setup to being something actually quite special. Yeah, and, and dare I say it, carried away. But no, well, and, and dare I say it, at least one level. Um, you would ex- you would hope that he, w- he would make the most of you know the the, the opposition that he's against and you know because he's, he's from a let's be honest he's from a higher level isn't he he's just come from Swansea and been there with them uh, for a wee while and uh, when he was on loan I think he was at Wigan or when he came from Wigan you know again Championship level and he just he just looks that step ahead already I think and it's just early days just just got to get him fit and and then I think we'll. Um, you know, potentially kick on and like you say, I think you're just. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It just brings so many other aspects and to our attacking play, really. Um, I'm, I'm, you should tell, I'm quite excited by it, really. Very much a different player to Jerry Ace, who was used 100% effort all the time and run his nuts off. Um, whereas I think Joseph's a little bit more um, cuter than that. So, it begs this question, are we about to see this team show their potential? Tim, if you look at the match stats to your right and side, you look at it, expected goals, a certain ex-member of this panel, now employed by the club, would be creaming himself at that XG, 3.09. I've never seen it that high. Um... We we were good, weren't we? We were good, um, and um, uh, and it wasn't. You know, it's not us coming from CJ. It's coming down the left. It's coming through the middle. It's interplay up front between strikers. Um, we got we got the full mix. I think on on Saturday, which is you know encouraging, isn't it? And, and I posed the question in the in the in the uh, in the notes whether we're going to see this team reach its potential because again I go back to the start of the season I actually felt that we had enough to in our locker to win the league um, and that's probably still that's looking a bit um, aspirational bear in mind how how many points we are behind the likes of Portsmouth but I look at our squad and um, I, I don't think I'd actually want to change our squad for many others in the division based on what I know and I, I just think we've got so much quality and you know we saw um, Gabriel on Tuesday night looking uh, very tack minded looking very positive about the way he was playing I mean he's going to be a hell of a player I'm available for us um, as, as we go into December hopefully you know hopefully we can get lines um, firing in all cylinders Again, we saw him for a bit on Saturday. And then you've got this, you know, uh, uh, David Jackson saying, um, no, sorry, it was somebody earlier on saying, um, you know, we've got four options up front. We've actually got five, you know. we, You know, if Beasley can yeah. um, carry on doing what he's doing, we've got Kowasi, we've got Rhodes, we've got um, Joseph, and we've got Lavery when Lavery's back fit. I mean, it, it's an incredible... An abundance of riches. Yeah, and and the ability to to shove Dembele up there if as and when we feel we need to. So there is, um, there is. I mean, I think Rhodes is incredibly important, and the the, the big test will come 
the acid test will come at the end of December when we see what Huddersfield do. But uh, I'm, I'm I'm very excited for for the squad right now because I think I think we have got the, the problem for Critchley is actually going to be managing who plays and and, and identifying who's in form and, and keeping everybody, everybody fresh. Um, you know, we may end up with one or two more injuries. I mean, with our record, I think that's pretty much inevitable, but we have got the strength in depth that, that I think would allow us to cope with most things. The most important thing will be to remain positive and to and to let this team express itself for me. Which nicely segues us on to this question. I don't know who's put this in the script, but it's a good one. It was me who put oh, right. it. Okay, because, well, only because... Hang on a minute, Tim. Let me, let me explain to everyone what it is. Um, there's rumours circulating that CJ may be a target for Huddersfield Derby and QPR. Um, he's only got six months left in his contract. The question is, would you sell CJ to Terriers to keep Rhodes? And that was a question I posed because it, it, it's an incredibly difficult one because CJ's in a very rich vein of form. I mean, it, it can still be like he, he was hit and miss. He's hit and miss. Like we saw Bolton probably didn't see a, a great performance out of him, but then he saw on Saturday where I don't think he had the best game ever, but he, you saw the best of him with the second goal. Uh, but I, I mean, I think I think Rhodes is so important to us that if Huddersfield came and said, "Well, you can keep Rhodes if we can have CJ," what would you do? You know, and I think that, I, it was just it's sort of like a just a question to post to see what everybody thought. Really, I'd be concerned about the pace we'd lose. I mean, bottom line, if we go back to the wise words of Mister Ragazzino, is you need players who can run. Um, and actually, we're still not the paciest side on earth. We're, we're we're really not, and and that was the when I you know when I saw the lineup on Saturday, there was the one thing I thought was, is he got enough pace in it now? Dembele's nippy, but he's not he's not fast like CJ. He's more sort of he's more like um, CJ's a Ferrari, and Dembele's a kind of nippy nippy town car that can get into tight space. Two hundred five GTI, two hundred five GTI. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Dale isn't quick. Um, Certainly. Then, then you're down to who's quick. Tomo, he's he's Gabriel's got a bit of pace around, but Gabriel's not the same player as CJ, is he? Is he? I mean, Gabriel's not a, a, a an out and out attacking player. He's a he's a defensive player with very good attacking instincts. CJ's quite unique in our squad, um, and I'd be concerned about that. I'd be concerned about a lot of pace, loss of pace, and I can't believe that I'm saying that I think CJ is as key player to us as, as anyone. I can't believe I'm saying that, but fair play, CJ. I think the uh, the word you just used, Mitch, was unique, and he is yeah. unique in many people's eyes for various reasons, um, but it's his pace. It's, it's sheer pace, isn't it? And I don't think there's a player in this league that's anywhere near him, uh, quite frankly, as far as pace is concerned there might be some arguments there was a couple of lads at Peterborough who, who definitely had some pace about them um, and I'm sure there's one or two in a straight line perhaps somewhere but on a week by week basis you, you know in the championship even in the championship he was doubled up on all the time league one he gets doubled up on a lot um, but he still manages to you know get the Get the chance to cross the ball. Let's say that because sometimes we know his his final product isn't isn't what it probably should be. 
and there's arguments whether he's going to play on the opposite wing at some point of the season as well. But in answer to the question, would you sell CJ to the Terriers to keep Rhodes? If it was a something gun, gun at your head, that's the deal. If it was a gun at the, yes or no, and the price was right, then yes, Tim, I would. Tim, uh, well, I, 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 if if it was a yet yeah, right, Rhodes goes back and we lose him, or you could sign him on a permanent. I think Rhodes has got two to three years at a decent level in him because he hasn't played a lot of football in the last five or six. And at this level, I think he's as good as you're going to get. And I think, yes, I see... Let's, listen, I've been... Let's, 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 just, Tim, let's just change it to not just to keep Rhodes, to sign Rhodes, to sign yeah, him. That's, oh, let's remix it. Sign, yeah, I should have no. said sign, really. Um, if I, if we could sign, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I don't think I'd, I'd sell CJ to get Rhodes just to the end of the season. But I think if you had the option of having Rhodes around for the next two or three years, I think that's a big decision because I think he is the best striker in um, in League One. Players like Rhodes do not come around very often, do they? No. It's all right. We'll keep CJ. Rose can go back and then we'll get Gary back in January. So I didn't know. So there we go. Move on, everyone. I, I think also, we got. I mean, if he's only got, if CJ Hunter's only got six months left on his contract, um, you know, the model is such that if somebody comes in for him, we get rid of them, don't we? Has he got a 12 month option? I thought he had a 12 month option after that. But but equally, if you, if you, if you got money for, if you got money for CJ, that you could then reinvest back in the squad and you can get Rhodes on a free, then, and, you know, it sometimes is about churning. You know, we've done it with Jerry. I mean, if you'd said to us it, this time last year, would you sell Jerry? Most people have said would have said, no, we can't. But the reality is we've seen that we can bring in a younger player. I know it's early days with Joseph. But we, we can bring in a younger player who might offer something for the next three or four years and then we sell him and it's about trying to make it also financially sustainable for Simon you know in the you know if you've had a player for three or four years and you can then get I don't know how much CJ will be worth if you get a million and a half two million for him maybe a little bit more I don't know it would be madness not to cash in and, and then and then reinvest and go again because one thing Critchley's always been able to do is find the players yeah 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 no, I agree, and I think I think also well, the, 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 if it was a if it was the case of signing Rhodes, then I think also you have got to look at not just at what he does on the pitch, but off the pitch as well. I'm sure he's a he's, he must be great for the younger players to to have in the training area. You know the the, the knowledge that he has um, that he could pass on to the likes of Lavery, Kowasi, Joseph, whoever. Um, you know, you, I don't know how you put a, a price on that particularly, but. Um, yeah, I, I just I can see it happening, um, but obviously, like most fans, if we want, if we've got a player who's doing well, like he's CJ at the moment, we just don't we don't want any interruption. We want them all to get us promoted, and then we'll worry about it in the summer. But it doesn't necessarily work like that, does it? I'd sell CJ if we could have that wing back from Oxford. That I think he scored against us. He was he's oh, yeah. On, yeah, he's been yeah, yeah, he's yeah. been the one wide player from another team where I thought he looks decent and he was rapid as well. Yeah. Rodriguez was good as well. We were in for him as well, weren't we? Managed by Javier Fernandez. Then, right, player ratings. Not done this for ages, have we? So let's go around the room. 
graphic up. Start in 11. Change the banner. Let's start with Matt. You can have Grimmy. It's funny, you've got all these numbers there, and it's going to influence our yeah. you know, sort of scoring, isn't it? I was, because I, I was thinking about putting Grimmy as a seven, not because, um, you know, I think sometimes I'm a little bit more, um, you know, cautious or whatever with my, with my sort of scoring. But, you know, there's still an element of, you know, you just... That's the odd little fumble or the odd little, you know, it doesn't it? He's not as confident as what I thought he was, uh, you know, last year. He's not carried the, it through this that year. Chance, yeah. That first chance they had, he should have, was, I don't know, he, he didn't deal with it properly, did he? He should have tipped it out for a goal, uh, for a corner, but yeah, it left it, it left the attacker with still a bit of a, a, di- a, you know, a bit of a bite at it. Yeah, there was, a, my abiding memory was the, was the one where he, all, he sort of semi-fumbled it in the second half with a bit of a yeah, pot yeah, shot. Yeah, yeah. And it just sort yeah, of came yeah. off his chest a little bit, didn't it? And I just thought, ah, you know, those are the sort of things that you should just be comfortably gathered. Anyway, you know, I'm picking hairs like I normally do. So anyway, seven out of ten, mate. Uh, Mitch, Jimmy, still not got a chant. Raggy, what are you doing? I think Raggy's got some... It's a disgrace, but, you know... Hey ho. <laughs> um, yeah, Jimbo were great, wasn't he? Again, I mean, he didn't really put a foot wrong, did he? And some of the the, the balls he was chipping in in the first two, he just kept chipping it into this little gap where they couldn't cope with it, and they kept just kicking it out for throwing because he was just finding that little spot where, like, turning him around with them balls forward. Um, Jimbo, um, I nearly, nearly said. 8.5 then, but I'm going to give him an 8 plus. The squad rotation. The panel, the panel squad rotation. Say, <laughs> so, Mitch, it made my decision very easy for the squad rotation of the panel. Had you <laughs> disgracefully not used the FPRS. And I've, uh, now over to a man who I'm sure will not. Incorrectly used the FPRS, Tim. It's not a mistake I will ever make. This <laughs> uh, Matthew Pennington against his former club. I thought he was a bit shaky today. Uh, sorry, on Saturday. Yeah. On his worst, his worst game he's played, maybe giving his old mates a bit of a chance. Yeah, may, may, maybe there's a bit of that going on. I, I mean, I do like him in the team, and I think he's he's... He's solid, you know, and 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 you're always going to get commitment out of him. But I don't think it was his best game from a distribution point of view. And and, and yeah, I think um, perhaps maybe it was a little bit of nerves playing against them. I don't know. Um, I'm going to go seven, not seven point five. No. <laughs> Damn, he didn't fall into my trap. Uh, Matt, Big Marv, back in the side. Fort Mob have rated him below Pennington. I don't agree with that. I think um, yeah. he's going from strength to strength, Marv, last three games. Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, obviously he's, he's got his uh, place back in the squad and he'll, he'll do his damnedest to, to keep himself in that starting eleven. I'm sure. So, um, obviously, with Marv, you get the odd shaky little moment um when he's on the ball rather than when he's defending because he's defending he's always pretty pretty good but I don't remember any any little stumbles on on Saturday um I'll be honest so 
Um, yeah, good, a good seven plus from me. Mitch, you're lounging around like you're in the Moretti Lounge Moretti. at the no, moment. Lounging around, got a seat. You know who do you think you are? Man, John, I don't pay ten pounds. I just lean against the wall in the South Stand concourse and get served in about thirty seconds. It's good. Get squatting down and enjoy it. It's on the website T's and C's. Owen oh, Dale, Mitch. Yeah, and Dale, Dale again. Like I just played, said to said for Jimbo. I think Dale's been really good. Virtually every time I've seen him this season, and um, and I think. I think he's almost deceptively key to us in that when we don't play both wing backs, we always uh, sorry when we don't play both sort of wingers as wing backs, we always seem to look a bit, I don't know, lopsided or not quite as as full of intent. Um, and he he had a I think he had one where he cut inside, he kind of ran across the box and had had quite a good shot. He didn't have maybe the greatest game he's ever had sort of going forward, but. What struck struck me was he's just his intent to get back, his tigerishness, and how good he's become as some of the fullback kind of work. He was I was watching him track their winger, and he was sticking really, really tight to him, and he wasn't he wasn't diving in, and he was kind of making it really difficult and not getting you know wrong side of the ball, and and there were a couple of kind of clattering tackles he did and I thought I thought he had a really good game I think that 6.8 is a bit harsh on him to be honest um, so I will give him a 7 plus Sonny Carey Tim I quite enjoyed Sonny's performance on, on Saturday I've got to say I think you know he, he's coming for a little bit of stick I'm not the only one but I think he's. He, I think you know he scored a couple of goals, Fleetwood didn't he, and and started getting a few shots off. But I think what what I was more what I liked particularly about Saturday's performance was his in, his interplay in midfield and the way that he was getting getting involved in other players in the game. You know, I think Mitch mentioned his involvement with the first goal. I just thought it was a very he looked very comfortable. I think will be the will be my description of him on them. Um, on Saturday, he looked like he owned the position, and I think it was, you know, I think it was between possibly him and Morgan who started uh, on on Saturday, and I think he 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 proved to Critch that he made the right decision for me. So I'm going to give him an eight. Who's got Sir Kenneth? Matt, you have. But Tim's gutted. He's not got him. Gutted. My personal, my personal man of the match was Kenny. Yeah, what likewise. do you think, Matt? I, I thought he was immense. I really did. I thought he was, he was everywhere, anywhere, doing it simple, playing it forward when he needs to be, feeding Dembele all the time. Um, just didn't put a foot wrong for me. Um, seemed to have a yard of space now. Whether that's because of his ability or Shrewsbury's lack of in terms of the midfield, I don't know and I don't really care. I thought he was fantastic um, and obviously he was the Australian inspiration for the World Cup victory at the cricket the following day. So they were obviously watching Kenny the previous days over in uh, Calcutta or wherever it was and uh, yeah, I thought, I thought he was amazing. I thought he was really, really good and 
it will be interesting to see what happens if Norburn's fit on Saturday because you can't replace him. So whether there's just another headache for Critchley now and whether he has to think about something else, being away from home might sort of help him initially to be a bit, a little bit more conservative perhaps. But uh, for me, he's, I think he's undroppable at the moment. I really do. So he's a nine plus for me. I thought it was a great performance. Thumbs up from yeah. Timothy. Mitch, Karamoko, Dembele played for almost the whole game as well. Yeah, and what what a pleasure he is week in, week out. I mean, we've just alluded before it being a bit of a privilege to watch Jordan Rhodes. Um, and it's an absolute privilege to watch this boy um, because he's he's kind of the player that I hope Perveda was going to be and that we saw every now and again in Perveda B. But this lad, he's, he's he's consistent with it, isn't he? I mean, I know I know he didn't tear it up against Bolton, but he still came hit the post. Um, and I think vir- virtually every other game I've seen him play, he's just been a joy here. They absolutely targeted him. And it, it didn't bother him. It didn't phase him every time he got the ball. He either he either span away from them and made something happen or he got hacked down and he just kept getting up again. He was like a little weeble, just constantly getting up, getting knocked down, getting up. Fine, you can foul. You can foul me. I'll get free kicks. Um, I'll get a penalty. I don't care. Just give me the ball. I'll do it again. I'll do it again. And I think he... He, he came deep, he went wide, he came in the middle, he made little darts forward, he, he did everything that we've said he does. I think just going back to Sonny, I think he's taken a certain pressure off Sonny to be a player that perhaps Sonny isn't quite, you know, Sonny isn't that sort of necessarily that box of tricks, number 10. He's a different, you know, he's a different sort of player than that. And Dembele's taking pressure off that. I think he's taking pressure off the whole team. I thought he was great here. I would agree that Dougal was probably the pick of the bunch. So what did you give Dougal, Matt? Was it nine plus? Nine plus. So Dembele gets a straight nine for me. Okay. Tim, CJ Hamilton. Yeah, I think I sort of alluded to before, I didn't think it was his anything like his best games for us. I think we've seen him play far better this season, but he was incredibly effective with with the build-up to the second goal. And, you know, he is, you know, he's got a reputation now, hasn't he? So he is very, very tightly marked. And 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 it makes, it makes the opportunities when they come uh, maybe slightly less frequent because I think, that, you know, they see him as a danger man. But, you know, that probably gives maybe gives Dembele a bit of space or it might give um uh Dale a little bit of space on the other side when we switch it. So um it was it was a competent rather than exceptional performance for me. So I'm gonna go seven plus Jake the Brace Beasley <laughs> Matt. Sounds like a wrestler's name, doesn't it? It does, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well unless she's got bad taste, I'm not quite sure. Um yeah it's <laughs> It was. I mean, what can you do? The, the guy comes in and scores two goals when nobody expected him to even start the bloody game. So, you know, you can't help but admire him, really. I mean, it was interesting, uh, you know, Dale's post-match, uh, I think it was Owen Dale's post-match uh, interview, where he bigged up Jay Beasley for his, you know, his attitude off the pitch and, and obviously all the lads were, were chuffed with him and all that sort of carry-on. We st- These are sort of things we don't really appreciate as much being, being fans, but he's obviously a, quite a... 
a key and integral part of the squad, which is great to hear because if he does have to slot in and and, and play his part, you know, the, the lads can obviously have faith that he's going to do what he did on Saturday and the next time he plays, um, hopefully away at Portsmouth and, and gets another brace. Um, but it, yeah, he did everything he wanted from a, from a strike. He took that second goal so coolly. And um, yeah, I think I'll go, let's have a look. I'll go eight plus. It wasn't an all-round number nine stroke ten performance, but uh, yeah, eight plus is is pretty decent, I think. I just fact-checked. You know, you said Beasley hadn't scored since April. Mm. It's actually April 2022 he hasn't scored in the league. Jeez. Wow. Was that his debut then? Yeah. I, no, I don't know if he was in. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? It was Birmingham, wasn't it? It was the six. Yeah, 6-0 or whatever. 6 yeah. 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 And he hasn't scored in the league since. Because he, he was out injured, wasn't he, virtually all last yeah, season? Yeah, yeah, true. Um, Mick, Mickey Appleton had the bright idea of playing him on right wing. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. What and, and, and what a goal to break that duck, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't matter, though. <laughs> the old down. The old down. Uh, right. like it's like pull in off the backside, though, <laughs> isn't it? He just needs one in off his backside. He's not going to be able to stop now. <laughs> Okay, finally, Jordan Rose, Mitch, uh, on double figures now for the season, fourth in the top scorers chart, two behind um, May from Charlton. So, uh, also got three assists. What a player. What a player. And Tim, I mean, Tim's already done a eulogy for him and, and I would back up everything there. And as I said before, it's a privilege to watch him, whether he stays for another month and a bit, whether he stays for another six months, whether he stays with us for three years, it's a privilege to watch a player of that quality. Um, it really is. And actually, I don't think it was his greatest game. And, and I think Tim said before, he, he, it might have been Mark, I remember, but he you know, he doesn't necessarily have to have a 10 out of 10 game every, every week. He doesn't necessarily have to score every week. I actually thought in front of goal, he was a little bit clumsy this week. There were a couple of times when he didn't take the ball in or the ball kind of didn't quite run for him and he, his touch wasn't quite as magnetic as it sometimes was. But it doesn't really matter because he ran, you know, he ran the angles, he ran the line, he linked up brilliantly, created that goal and he was just, again, really integral. And isn't it funny that Beasley looked like he, you know, it didn't look like a footballer and then he comes and plays starts next to Rhodes and suddenly he looked pretty decent. Lavery, you know, Lavery's been hot and cold, plays next to Rhodes, looks looks back to his old self. You know, Kowasi, this boy that we've taken sort of from the league below that we all think's not, plays next to Rhodes and looks like a flipping monster some of the games and so on and so forth. And he makes other players better. So for that, I'd give him, I'll go with eight minus for his all-round team performance and contribution. Okay, we've not done this for a while either. Um, manager rating, is that handbrake finally off? Start with you, Matt. I hope so. Um, I think it was telling that when the game in the second half was a little bit looking like we could just revert to type and go a little bit sort of in our shell, that we had the ability to, to to bring Carl Joseph on, and obviously he made a an impact that kept the the handbrake off, uh, rather than in previous games with well, let's say certain other players on to to do the exact opposite. So 
you know, maybe he's learned from uh, this game and possibly one or two others recently where, yeah, let's just enjoy it and use these Lance abilities more um, more positively. So, yeah, I think he, he got everything pretty much right, didn't he, really? Um, so, yeah, let's give him an 8 out of 10 if that's what we're doing. Mr. Bitch? I'm going to go higher for him, actually, because I, I, I would struggle to say, I mean, you can only beat the opposition in front of you. I would struggle to say anything he did wrong. I mean, we've we've been very critical about his in-game management at times. Matt's just nailed it with the subs. I literally said to the fella next to me, it, it's, we just need, we need, it's like we just need a change of batteries in the team at the point we did. And we brought those and, and it brought the energy back and, um, I thought he made some brave calls. I mean, somebody said in the chat that they were surprised to see Dembele and Carey starting together. Um, and Bees- Beasley was a Beasley was a big call, you know. As Tim said before, no one in the ground expected him to play. I mean, literally, the last message in our in our presenters WhatsApp thing is was something like Beasley's playing, and Tim saying you're joking, <laughs> big exclamation mark, you know, um, which was. Pretty similar to everybody's reaction. So I, I'm going to give him a nine for credit for some big calls that came off and for, as Matt rightly said, keeping it positive, not letting it flag, not letting the energy drop and using not only the ability of the players, but just bringing on a couple of players with something to prove at the right time to up that energy. So I think a, a, a masterclass from Critch that. Changing the batteries. I like that one. Sort of thing you'd come out with, Tim. I know. Um, I've uh, let myself down today. I've I've, uh, I've let you quote Shakespeare at the beginning. He did. Um, he did have another Timism, didn't he? I've just... you, uh, oh, did. Sorry, you did. You did, Mitch. Me? Yeah. I often I listen back. It was almost. It was almost on the chameleonic level. It was a eulogy. No, no. Yeah. I'll I'll pick it out afterwards. But anyway, Tim, manager rating. Um, as, yeah, well, I've got to sandwich myself fairly and squarely between my uh, uh, my fellow um, uh, presenters, and I'm going to go for an eight plus. I think um, not a lot I can add really to what the other guys have said. I think he's done the right thing um, in relation to the substitutions. I think he's made the right calls, and 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 more importantly, he's he's gone into the game with a positive mindset. And and, and whether we think he has or he hasn't beforehand, there can be no doubt on Saturday. Uh, that he did um, an interesting start. I think we're up there, if not the top scorers at home, most mm. certainly one of the top scorers at home. Yeah. Now, we, yes, we've played a, some extra games against other people, but you know we are. Um, all, all I say is let's score a few more of them down at the north, please, because we've mm. it's been um, thin thin pickings this season in the north, and um, so yeah, let's have a few more down that end. But other than that, um, eight plus. Um, really impressed. Let, we've got a tough game Saturday, uh, which I'm, well, I don't, we're going to go on to talk about. But I think after that, as we said on uh, last, there's a run of games where I think we can really put some points on the board. And I think I think it's going to be a, a very pivotal month is December. Okay, um, we may be doing a preview show, but let's very quickly have your thoughts on Pompey, Matt. We. The acid test is Portsmouth away, isn't it? Unbeaten side. Can we take that form to Pompey? Well, we can certainly take the positivity 
and you'd like to think that we would have the same mindset um, and hopefully a different mindset than we had at Bolton, where I think we just had our bellies tickled a little at times. Um, we've got nothing to lose. They're unbeaten at home. Well, they're unbeaten all season, aren't they? So why the hell not? Let's... If you want to treat it as a free hit, I don't really like that expression, but you can do. You're going a million miles away from home. You've got nothing to lose, but just play with a lot of pride and a lot of ability that we've got. And let's just see what happens. We might be the first ones to to take uh, three points away from Fratton Park. Um, I won't be watching it. I'll be away the weekend, so I'll probably not find out till late on Sunday what the result is because I won't be in any fit state. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Should come on the pod then, Matt. Yeah, I'll be right. The masses, for the masses, they may have been demanding whether a read the barn. That chemical free lager is a, <laughs> a lot to yeah. say for it, doesn't it? It's, uh... Oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, Mitch, I, I've, I've just got a feeling we're going to do something at Portsmouth. It's just like Blackpool to go there and beat an unbeaten side. I've got I a funny feeling we're going to do it. I've got I've got the same feeling, but I've got a feeling we're going to do it by Critch picking like a 7-2-1 formation or something. And as, as having one shot, scoring once, and then just all standing in front of the goal like this while Portsmouth's trying to score. But I, 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 I too have that good feeling. And to be honest, the way we played today, uh, not today, it was... Saturday, the way we played Saturday, for me that I I've never any doubt that we can be we we can have a decent record against the top six, seven, eight teams. The question that I've always had about Critchley's teams is why can't we beat crap teams? Why can't we take crap teams to the cleaners? And I and I honestly think that that's something that is as important as how we do against the top two or three. It really is because there's. You know, you can beat Portsmouth and they're top, but you only get six points against Portsmouth. There's another 140-whatever points to take against all the other teams, and most of them don't really play like Portsmouth. Most of them, or a lot of the teams in this division, play a bit like Shrewsbury, and we absolutely wipe the floor with them, and that, that gives me optimism for their sort of week-in, week-out stuff, regardless of how we do against against probably the best side in the division. Mm. Tim, if you look in the, the comments... Um... Elbows, but Mitch describes versus Stoke ninety three when we won one nil. <laughs> we were all there, but I don't think we were as we were down and out and destitute almost in that game. But we had Neil Bailey playing. He was the he was the reserve. It was it the youth team coach actually yeah, actually there, playing. Yeah. We were down to our asses, but absolute bare bones. But that isn't the case for us. We're I think we're probably at the strongest we've been this season. Yeah, I think I think that's pro- I think that's probably right. I, I, I don't know whether um, I saw something on AVFTT. I think suggested that they've got some in- injuries, maybe, or they've got some doubts for Saturday. Uh, but uh, listen, it's going to be very incredibly tough. You know, I think they've played sixteen games, won ten, drawn six. Uh, top scorers at home, I think, if I if I recall right, and also the top scorers overall. Um, so uh, it's going to be incredibly challenging. Again, it's not a ground I can recall as having much success at in the past. So, but here's hoping, eh? Um, I sort of wish I was going. I don't think I'm going to be able to 
I've never winged it. I've never been. Never been. To- I know. Well, I want. I want to go on Saturday, but I'm away the following week, week and more. So I think I've got to play the game a bit, unfortunately. But I really do fancy going. So um, yeah, it's one of them. I might even make a late call on it, but I'll have to speak nicely to Mrs. Tim. <laughs> Can't you just fly in your private jet? <laughs> Uh, if I had one, yeah, I would do. But no, I'm uh, going to go by yacht instead all the way around the coast. <laughs> like at the front, like uh, Simon LeBond. <laughs> now, Mr. Eldas could lend us his right. private private jet. If embraced <laughs> by the majority. Good vibes only, Nomis, on here. Good vibes only and on that note I think we'll we'll call it a day there it's now 10 to 11 oh, God. God. it's been an, it's been an extremely long day today hasn't it a work day I'm training now less but such is our dedication to the cause so um, I thank you on behalf of all our fantastic listeners and viewers gentlemen and um we may be doing a preview show on Thursday, getting a Pompey fan on, but um, I'll let you lot have a rest and I'll rotate the squad and get Andy Andy back on to give us a piece of his mind again. But it did the trick. It absolutely did the trick. So, um, yeah, everybody, thanks out there for watching. Do like and subscribe. And all those episodes, thanks for watching. Thanks for downloading. Up the pool. Come on, you. Pool. Come on. Just before you head off, I know you've just enjoyed what you've listened to. Of course you have. Why not consider joining our Patreon supporter program for the price of a pint per month? You'll get extra bonus content in return. You'll get no ads on the audio pod. You'll get faster releases of the audio pod. You'll get it before the uh, the Great Unwashed does. And also you'll be saying thanks for these uh, brilliant podcasts and you'll be helping us Pay our hosting costs, our streaming software costs, uh, electric, that kind of thing. So yeah, it'd be greatly appreciated if you could support us, patreon.com forward slash... Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. You sign this pod. Price of a pint per month. And you also get access to our um, WhatsApp patron supporters group, which is a good laugh. We've got a nice community going on in there. And you'll also have access to uh, competitions and giveaways when they do happen. So, yeah, please do consider signing up and supporting us. That URL again, Patreon.
facebook.com forward slash seasiders pod and if you don't sign up you're a big fat see you later thanks for listening this podcast is proud to be part of the talk sport fan network talk sport powered by fans